Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of That Round It Podcast. This episode is episode number 27 with special guest Thomas Hamilton. Thomas Hamilton, if you guys aren't familiar, is a member of Team USA. He is the glitchiest, twitchiest Rahul <laughs> on his knees server that we have ever seen. So we're glad to have him on. Thomas, welcome to the pod. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. <laughs> all right. You are playing with Will uh, in the US, correct? Yes, sir. How did that come about? How was it decided that... Uh... The, the US teams we matched up. I mean, Gabe and Max was obviously a given, Clark Buddy a given, but I mean, you and Will, what were your thoughts when you was realizing that you were going to match up with Will? Um, well, I just found out not too much longer than you guys did, but um, <laughs> I remember talking to some of the coaches and they asked me who I wanted to play with. And I said, um, I really don't care. I like everyone there. I think I could match well with whoever. But the two people I wanted to play with the most was Ryan Gross and Will Pacone. And uh, yeah, I guess I just wanted to see a, a servant team. Yeah. I, I literally, when I saw the Instagram post of USA Roundup post the uh, the teams, I was just like, oh gosh, if anyone's getting a point off you guys, it's because you've double forwarded um, or one of you made a setting error, maybe. <laughs> so other than that, nothing, nothing's happened. I just don't see, even if you hit an 80% sense of, I mean, I, I remember coming back from uh, Europe and playing against you before the Boston Major Thomas. I was just like, Rick, I'm back in it. It's just like the cut went, the widest cut I've seen in two months. And then you hit me with a reverse straight off. And I was just like, yeah, there's still a lot of levels to go up. Um, Europe's <laughs> catching up, but uh, yeah, given you're one of the best servers in the game, there's still still a lot of uh, a lot of room for improvement for sure. I think it's really cool that you guys ended up together because you, you kind of embody like the twitchy, fast, fake serves. And then, Will, I feel, has the really solid toss fakes, but it's more smooth. Yeah. I feel. And I think that's a really good dynamic. Um, I I I guess I want to ask, do you think that having those two different styles is gonna pay off um in a significant way? Or do you think it's just, oh, we have two really solid serves? Um, I think it will pay off. He kind of reminds me a bit of Marino when uh whenever he's serving, where they both kind of step and then they start, you know, faking like you said. Um, and I believe both of them land a lot, and that's just what I like to see. So even if he's not like going off acing, I think we'll be able to play a lot of defense and yeah, surprise people with that too. Yeah. I mean, let's also address the elephant in the room. I mean, a lot of the teams and nations you're gonna play against aren't gonna be as good serve receivers that you guys meet at major. So I mean, yeah, given that even if you on an acing streak an acing streak in boston or columbus like that's that's real difficult to go on but you guys can both do it but you guys are likely to go on an acing streak in you know in belgium given the yeah serve receivers aren't going to be at the same quality um only maybe in the last few rounds given again us's dominance in the field uh and expectation of them winning worlds of course yeah i was gonna say we're, we're kind of back and forth between serving in usa round i want to get your thoughts on i mean being selected the process and um i mean you you were at the atlanta qualifier if i'm not mistaken correct um no actually or no that that actually wasn't yeah you guys weren't there um, so I want to get your your thoughts on kind of the selection process and um, how how you felt how it felt to be selected as a member of the U.S. national team and um, how stoked you are on the coaches and things like that. Um, I, I think initially the selection process I was um, not too happy about having to potentially fly out to California and spend money to see if I get on picked for the team you know um but then you know once they had changed everything and i did get picked i was really excited um and yeah i think the coaches are sweet having pj as a coach is it's awesome so was pj in your era when you just started playing yep 
Yeah. Um, I think he was, I, th- I think he was, I don't know who his teammate was, but their team name was Safi, I believe. Safi or something. Um, and then like shortly after that, him and Tyler started playing together. Um, I actually think the first major, um, the first major game I saw was the rookies versus Chico. <laughs> and that's kind of what got me more <laughs> interested in like, okay, because I was there for that tournament. I'm like, all right, there is more to this. It's like pretty competitive. And uh, yeah. I think that's a nice transition into how you first started playing. I mean, we like to ask every guest now that's coming on. I mean, what was the reason you first started playing round net? How did you get into it? Um, I just, I remember going to some like party, like some family party and they just had it there. And like all of my cousin's stuff, they played soccer. So like they're trying to like, kick it on and stuff. And I was doing that too. And uh, I remember just Love buying that. the game and um, showing some of my my friend, Jack Bushart. Mm-hmm. And then like a month later, he's like, yo, like me, my friend just playing at the park. You want to come? When I showed up, like there was a bunch of kids playing and like everyone had nets. And <laughs> so I just started hanging out with them and then. They got me into going to tournaments and stuff too. How old was you at the time? At this time, I want to say it was like my senior year of high school. Um, What's that? Seventeen ish. <laughs> I think it, yeah, like seventeen. So how long have you been playing now? How old are you now? Uh, I'm about to turn twenty four next week. Wait, or next week. You're a veteran. You're an OG. Oh yeah. Wow. At this uh, point, <laughs> I mean that is a great transition into some things we want to talk about later about the evolution of serving. But I think before we jump into that. I think we should talk a little bit about this weekend in Boston. Um, obviously, you um, and your partner, uh, Dawson, finished second, uh, losing to Double Clutch. Was it in two, I believe, in the final? Yeah. Unfortunately, but... I didn't see too much because, um, yeah, just busy and, yeah, wasn't able to get on the live stream, but I'm sure a lot of people did. Um, yeah, what is your take on the tournament? It looked, some, looked crazy. So many crazy results. I mean, we have a lot of things to talk about, but give us your perspective first on just the tournament as a whole um, and your performance. Um, I think, overall i think dawson and I, as a team performed uh really well saturday and uh pretty well sunday i, I think him personally I, I think he played great both days um yeah uh previous to that i had been like playing uh we had like our bang tournament the weekend before and then um rafi and kuba they're some not americans they came and like practiced with us so we were playing like every day and um it really like sharpened my skills helped me out but um sunday i think i really started to feel it <laughs> and I just like I, I don't think I played um like terrible or anything, but I definitely felt it where like that normal like push I have to like really be like quick and try to like sneak some aces or go for something. I was just kind of playing more like solid and it really showed not as much against double clutch because they just kind of like steamrolled us a bit, but against um clap and Matt Cole. I like really wasn't going for like these big runs. It was more so like holding when we had to and then sneaking like one or two when we needed it. Do you have in, in those moments when you're not tired or feeling feeling poorly do you have an extra gear that you feel like your your serve is a little bit faster where you can you can pretty much ace at will or how does it how does it feel when you're on um and like what is your kind of i don't know when when you're when you're in it can you describe how that feels as someone's faking what as you're faking what are you looking for in the receiver and um, kind of that dynamic uh i think when i'm going for fakes like the big big thing i'm trying to beat them on um isn't necessarily the serve like i think uh going back to like will pecone i think a lot of times he beats people on the serve and sometimes it's not that i'm beating you on the serve i'm beating you on a fake um so i'm really like watching your movements like my especially my first couple of serves like you see a lot of times i don't do fakes or i just do like one or two i'm just watching your movements seeing how you like react to things and then setting you up later later in the game to beat you on a fake that way like i don't even need to hit a good serve you had already bit and like jumped the wrong way and also i just kind of like have to put on a decent one this past soundbite got it clip uh (laughs) yeah anyways um yeah that'd be great for our reel this week that one right there anyways yeah i I think um i think the way that you serve is unique 
And I mean, obviously, and you can, I think you and I had a discussion at some point and you said, I don't recommend it or something along those lines, or it was a third party conversation where you said, I don't really recommend trying it to do it the way that I do it. But I mean, it, it really does pay off and you do kind of see, I mean, it's not exactly the same, but some of the players in Livona kind of mimicking, or maybe it's kind of a community effort to gather that kind of style. Cause I mean, Dawson does have those quick fakes too. And Marina, albeit doing it with um, a lefty toss, lefty, lefty serve most of the time, at least from what I've seen. Um, <laughs> can you kind of give us what he can do anything that you said? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I, I mean, before we get further into the Boston, I wanted to ask about Livonia and the community and um, how you guys grew and got to where you are now. Um, can you kind of give me an idea of the humble beginnings that you guys started from and then how it kind of progressed? Yeah. Um, so like how I said, uh, how I found the game at the party and I gave it to my friend Jack. Uh, he's the one who started Livonia Roundnet and him and his partner were the first ones to get premiere out of us. Um, and then my original partner, Spencer Weber, who was one of their good friends too. Um, we were we got it next and then it just became like us two playing each other, or sorry, us four playing against each other all the time. And then we got Nate Wilson into it more. Um, and then we found Ryan Marino because um, Jack went to uh, the same college as him and brought, and he would come come down to us every now and then. Uh, Dawson and Max, we found them at some tournaments and they would drive down like two hours or something crazy like every week and play with us. Uh, and yeah, it really just kind of both us all. Oh, I can't uh, forget to mention too, Kevin Bailey and Chris Rossi as well, they would come out and uh, yeah, we just kind of grew from there and all kind of like sharpened each other's skills, I feel. Was it most of the time at the infamous JC Park that all the bang tournaments are at? <laughs> Actually, no, it was a uh, Rotary Park, but we completely destroyed that park. Like even to this day, <laughs> it's been like three years or four years since we've actually played there. And um, there's still crop circles that are just like permanent. So <laughs> yeah, we're working on JC now destroying that place. <laughs> That's crazy. So from, from your kind of what, what was your first tournament win and how how did that kind of build you up? I mean, I want I want to know more about how you got the round round at bug and and what led you up to uh, where you're at today. But um, when was your first podium and then how did that fuel the fire to like bring you up to the level you're at now? Um, I actually that's a good question. I don't think I know my first podium. Um, I want to say it was Chicago 2018 or. 19 in the premier division they used to have like pro pools and i think spencer and i got third um but that's not what started me in, in it that actually i was like really upset about that <laughs> um i want to say i think after i got premier because like i said having jack uh bushart and nate ward them getting premier and doing well like inspired me to do better too um and just want to beat them i just wanted to beat people and then like meeting the top players and playing against them um from the moment i met like any top player i was like i think i if i work hard enough i could beat these guys um yeah so that's kind of what got me into it i think seeing guys like um ryan fitzgerald and uh tyler chizik as the rookies that just from that moment i was like okay i think i, I could do it too and and you say that if you work if you work hard enough you can you think you can beat these guys do you still feel that way after th this this weekend's loss of double clutch <laughs> oh yeah a hundred percent they um yeah they're insane but not they're they're like insane in a different way like not necessarily as individual players like because I've played Rahul and I played I haven't played Fred too much, um but when I have played them individually like or with other people it's not necessarily that they're I mean they are some of the best players in the world they are obviously like two of the best or the best but I think them as a unit playing together is just way better than them as individuals like they really bring the best out of each other um and that was really inspiring to see that and play against them I agree. But still could beat him. I will get there. <laughs> uh, sorry, just going to chat. 
Um, if we talk about double clutch and we're going from the Boston major, um, I mean, you mentioned there about wanting to beat, <laughs> um, before you and Dawson started this season, did you have any particular goals in what you guys were looking to achieve? I mean, you and Ryan, if I'm not mistaken, got to pro bracket last year, um, lost in the first round. Um, and then obviously you then joined forces with Dawson. What was your plans going into the season? Was you looking to get pro bracket? Was you looking to podium? Because I think it was your first tournament in Dallas that you guys played together and shocked everyone when I think was you, you came third. Yep. Yeah, we got third. Yeah. Uh, so what were sort of your expectations coming into season? Is it going better or worse than you expected? Um, I think we have, Dawson and I might have had slightly different expectations. Um. I knew or I felt like we had the potential to be uh, a top three team for sure if we both practice and grinded hard enough. Um, and I feel like I'm pretty happy with how we're doing, though. We are continuously, you know, making podiums um, and challenging like, some of the best teams. We've only lost to like the best teams minus like one hiccup. I think we really played bad in Atlanta, but still lost to a really good team. Uh, yeah, so for, for me, I, I feel like we're doing pretty good, and I'm really looking forward to Nash. Or the championship, that is, right? Yeah. yeah. Do they not call it Nationals anymore? What are they? <laughs> they don't call it Nationals anymore because it's open, isn't it, to everyone who wants to go. Oh, um, okay. I like that. I mean, not going to happen because players from Europe aren't going to buy plane tickets right now anyway to come and compete, but... They can still get pro bids. I think RCG Powerline and Benny and Ellison can get a pro bid if they um, if they podium in Ghent, which is this obviously the second tour stop in uh, in Europe. But um, yeah, um, other things. I think Boston, which is just worth mentioning before we like deep dive into the evolution of serving. So double clutch, one, beat you guys in two in the final, one in three in the quarterfinals against Gabe and Max with the third game going to 52-50 or 49, 47, whatever the score oh, was. I think was I, absolutely ridiculous. I think you mean uh, Gabe and Addison. Yeah, Gabe and... Sorry, what did I say? Gabe and Max. Oh, it's my bad, yeah. Max <laughs> played with... Max played with um, Blake, right? And they Blake, also yeah. did very well. Ended up taking assistive touch to three in the quarterfinal. Um, but yeah, no, back to the game uh, between Double Clutch and Addison and Gabe. Did, you, did either of you guys watch the game? I mean, that's that's just ridiculous when I saw the score. I was just in amazed. Look at this. I had a... Um, I, I was going to go back home with my fiance and my buddy who had driven with us. And we were considering staying another night, but I, I, I don't know. Anyways, we decided not to. We, we went to go get Chipotle and then came back because we, were, we wanted to shower on the way home. We we're going to go to the hotel and or we we're going to go pick up the key from from Wyatt from Origin Ronda. And then we were going to go go to the hotel and shower. And as we went to go take the key from him, he goes, double cut is in third game right now. And there it's like 40. It's like 38 to 40. I'm like the game's still going on. And he's and he's like. Yeah, man, I had to walk all the way over here to give you this key, and and like I'm missing the game right now. <laughs> and I looked at I looked at my fiance, and I go, "Hey, we're gonna go watch this real fast." And and she's like, "Well, don't take too long." And like it's 38, 38, 40, or whatever. I think it was like 38, 39. It can't be 38, 40. It'd be over. <laughs> it was it was like 30. No, whatever. It was yeah, sure, okay, yeah. I, I, basic math, Gavin. There you go. I try to tell the story. Anyways, uh, it was like 32, 31. Anyways, and I and we run up on it, and it, they play literally an entire other game, and just there was a lot of there was a lot of double faults and holds so actually there's not very many double faults a lot of just hold mm. and then just some of the coolest rallies ever and like you said okay. thomas to see how double clutch plays and how they collaborate with one another as not not just as individuals but when their their chemistry is just so well fine-tuned and so so strategic but effortless at the same time it was such a fun match and in the crowd i remember the lavonia was starting the chance oh Addie's a baddie that was so fun that was such a good time 
the Michigan crowds are something else. That's why yeah. <laughs> gotta have more uh, Midwest tournaments. Gotta get oh, Michigan oh, a tournament, honestly. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, Emerson Dean from Canada. He was <laughs> yeah. he was walking around grabbing a shoe from every single person that would give him one, so he could throw it at whoever won in the end. I hope somebody has a clip of that because that was so funny. I I had no idea why, but he was picking up shoes. He had a kid probably had fifty shoes in his arms, <laughs> and he and he ran onto the field at the end and just tossed them. Yeah, that's funny. Um, that's a good segue. Sorry, Emerson, but on to our next point of topic. Uh, Paul Combian, obviously one of the best teams in Europe, yeah. uh, came out, uh, performed pretty well, beating Gavin and his partner in group. <clears throat> Ow. Um, then also beating uh, Swamp Donkeys. Was it Swamp? Yeah. Swamp, Swamp, right? Swamp Donkeys. Swamp Donkeys in three, um, yeah. which uh, of course is going to hurt Emerson a little bit. But I saw... <laughs> that's my boy. <laughs> he was so I... upset. I have to say though, I saw some of the clip um, because I was making reels last week, um, and I just saw some so many clips from that game, and I have never seen so many rallies in one. I mean, three games, but oh my gosh, the, that looked like such an incredible game. And I think all of three games or three sets, whatever you want, went to extras, or at least yeah. two did. But just oh, the energy great. from the crowd too, and like the mm. field we were on, and it was just like I don't know if oh you guys if you saw it scott but they had like um giant screens like everywhere just playing the game yeah yeah and everyone would stop and just be looking like i i that's delayed awesome. my next game to watch them play <laughs> yo that's all that's so cool but yeah it's they so cool. they came out and performed very well i think pretty sure they're very happy with how they did then they ended up losing to uh grant and matt right kingdom come in the quarterfinals into but uh yeah i mean top top team in the u.s so no surprise there but yeah cool to see them performing well um making pro and then uh, we'll make a pro bracket and then lose into a top team. Then another talking point, and you guys are welcome to add to the list if you know anything else we haven't mentioned, but um, Graham Rogers uh, taking a, the first set, I think, in the final against Twins, as well as beating Kickstart in three in the semifinals. I mean, very impressive on the women's side. Uh, I didn't manage to see anything or too much of the footage, and neither have I since, but I just looked into Wango and was just, yeah was like pleasantly surprised uh twins also i think lost or dropped the set in the semi-final against whoever they played i'm not sure who it was sachi and mm. shout so, out to them that was a fun game to watch i need to see some of this footage i haven't seen any of it i'm like i don't think there's any some. footage of that yeah please send it we can make some reels out of it so other people can see some of the footage too <laughs> but um no i mean i visited um, virginia a few weeks ago to play with tom who i'm playing with for worlds and was playing with obviously ala ali sorry and becca and yeah i was really impressed with how i mean how well they was playing when me and Tom were playing with and against them. So it was cool to see them do so well at uh, yeah at this massive big major. It's looking like the championship later this year could be a little bit more closer than expected. Uh, yeah, yeah. So. I'm expecting something to big or something big to happen at Worlds too. That'd be I'm, really cool. I, I'm yeah, same. I'm yeah, expecting it like you, Thomas. I'm not hoping. I'm pretty much expecting, uh, expecting some top Europeans to make some upsets for sure. Yeah. Speaking of really big things, um, I found out. In, in Columbus that Blake Bosak's last name is not spelled with an S apparently or maybe it is spelled I always thought it was B-O-S-A-K I'm pretty sure it's with a Z right uh, or a Z but or I had a friend named Zed in high school but anyways no I, I literally thought all this time that it's been spelled with an S sorry Blake anyways anyways yeah, that's big news <laughs> no but yeah the, the whole major though looked cool looked uh, such a good venue as well um i heard the stream was really cool seen some footage from it looked amazing um yeah shame shame there isn't a post-produced recap of the tournament where i could go in and watch 40 minutes of the women's and men's division 
on a yeah. Sunday or Monday evening and just drool at all the amazing, incredible rallies that I wasn't able to watch live. Now I need to go out and watch 20 teams highlights videos. One day. I'm sure One next day. year in yeah. two One years. It, it's coming. We'll we're pushing for it. No, Thomas, I want to know if we're talking about a level evolution of serving, um, what was kind of your progression like? So like, did you, did you have like an overhead style first and then you moved left to, to, to the right? Or did you start with your left hand? Or, I mean, what, what was your first, like your progression from baby, like beginner serve to your step out serve to fourth? Let's give some context quickly, Thomas, before you answer that, just for people that don't maybe know you as well as we do. Um, Thomas, you're probably the most ambidextrous server there is in the game, in the sport. I don't think there's many players who hit as consistently and as well, both left-handed and right-handed, and look totally identical in the way you do it uh, as you do. Uh, <laughs> and you're very much well-known for your serving prowess. Um, just a nice little context for those that yeah aren't as familiar uh, as we are with you. But yeah, please, and tell us way, through your thoughts about going from whatever you used to do to what you do now and your constant evolution and progress uh, an adaptation of serving. And by the way, if we don't have this with video, Thomas just took that compliment with the straightest face I've ever seen. <laughs> In his head, he was like, yep, 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 me. yep. yep. <laughs> well, we're not here to talk about setting, so he's in his element. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. I've seen some good sets. Hey, I've seen. Oh, man. I've seen... <laughs> no. We don't go there. Anyways. <laughs> the, um, I think my first serve, I did this like weird, like crouching motion and would like step up and like, I it was kind of still sidearm, but it was like over arm too. Just remember back when I was playing, it was just like, I want to say like 2017 and 2016. So like there were no cut serves or anything, but um, I eventually started doing like the, um, just like from the side stance, I'd do a step out and um, I was cutting it before they really knew what cut serves were. So I'd get called pocket a lot. And then eventually during the year I got premiere, people started calling it a cut cut serve and i would like argue with people i'm like i don't know what a cut is like i'm not cutting the ball it's just i'm just hitting it wide um <laughs> eventually you know it became known as a cut serve and my partner uh spencer weber he had also done the same thing so we were both known as like you know i think we were first like one of the first big surf ball teams when we got into premiere because the rest of our skills were just not there that's funny because now when people like in the beginning when people like think they land a cut serve but they don't they might just get good angle or whatever they'd just be like yeah i can cut i can cut and you was actually opposite you was probably getting cut and like no i can't cut i don't know what that is <laughs> so, that's funny yeah we could carry on um so <laughs> i was weirdly against it um but then i learned how to cut serve with my uh with a, a fuango too that was the big thing, switching from Fuango and my right. And I had a couple, um, I had some good fakes out of that. A couple of like, combinations where I'd like fake this big Fuango and then hit a righty cut. Um, so yeah, like my partner and I really became known as like this serving heavy team. Um, I want to say it was at the end of 28. I'm not very good with dates, but um, I played Carter Clem. Um, and he was one of the original guys who would go lefty and righty. And I mean, looking back at it, it probably wasn't, his serves weren't that amazing. It was just so new to go, to have to cover so much ground and go back and forth. Mm -hmm. And also you had 10 seconds of serving. So he'd just sit there for so long fading, ten faking. Seconds. I remember 10 seconds. Was that an old rule? When did that change? Yeah. Oh my gosh. So like, I, I remember like, original head. yeah, like I remember sitting there playing against him, literally folded my arm, tapped my foot and uh, <laughs> <laughs> like messing with him. Like, come on, serving the ball, you know? <laughs> but like, he would just hit these, like it, they weren't fat but like he would hit like really wide angles to my left and to my right which i was just not used to dealing with mm -hmm. um so i'll never forget playing him and then thinking like 
because I had already been really twitchy with like my ready cut and Fuengo. I just remember playing him and being like, all right, like uh, I'm going to practice this. I'm going to get this down. I'm going to talk to him because we were also friends. I had messaged him um, and he gave me so much uh, just so much advice. If you guys don't know Carter Clem, um, yeah, really <laughs> awesome guy. And uh, this is the type of person that he is too. Like you ask him a question on something, he'll write you like a novel on <laughs> how to do it, you know? So he had gave me all this advice um, and I started doing a lot outside of round net with my left hand too. Just like a lot of like, you know, eating. I try to do writing that didn't work. Um, <laughs> but I brush my teeth, like a lot of things. Um, so and you just have no writing. background in regards to being left-handed at all. So you're like primarily right hand don't really have any any background or any like usage with your left hand yeah yeah i um playing soccer they wanted me to do it a little bit like but, you um, left foot yeah and i'd yeah. only i really couldn't shoot with it i could pass a little bit <laughs> and i was just be, remember being like eh, i don't want to but like <laughs> i just kind of around that i was like i think i could really benefit from this and uh yeah yeah that was what really molded my serving there and then Ryan Marino picked it up, started learning it. And um, I want to say he's the one who started coming up with more like um, um, like combinations is what we call it, where like you're not standing there just faking back and forth. You already know what you're going to do in your head and you just do it. And I want to say he was one of the first ones who did that. And like me and him had talked about it. And um, yeah, we started going from there. So that's when you, so when was it that you saw the benefit of lefty serves and then decided to do it? And you said Car, Car Clem obviously told you tip and told you just like, the variety of the serves and how much did like how much like ground you need to cover was it from that very moment that you then you just like dropped the fuango and just started learning left-handed or was it just a gradual process of like practicing grinding your left hand until until you wanted to use it in tournaments and stuff um i think when i played him that's when i had mentioned i got third place at the uh, chicago tournament 2018 um and i remember talking to him afterwards and being like uh, like thinking to myself like that would be know very useful um it wasn't till the off season I and mean, i was like okay i'm gonna do it i'm gonna grind it and like yeah like so he gave me a lot of uh feedback i'd even send him like videos and like he would really like help help me out so like i joke around and i call him sensei he hates when i do that but like <laughs> he really did like help mold me into like my best habits of using my left hand um and yeah yeah, it was all like after that tournament, I realized like, I think I could really use this. I wanted to ask you a question about combinations and, and kind of, so some people I would assume go out and practice, I'm going to step out right hand, step out right hand, step right, step out right cut, step out right cut. Okay. Let's step out left cut, step out left cut, step out left cut, and just get right with that. When you have a when you have a combination, say it's like it's a let's say no step, fake right, and then step out left, fake left, and then back into a right-handed reverse. Is that one combination and one repetition that you would over and over practice that combination? Or is it or is it just like you have or or is it just random? You make it up as you go before the point. Um, I do practice some combinations, not all of them. But there are a couple that like, <laughs> even some of the Livonia guys have named them. Like my friend Joey, he always gets beat by like a specific one I do. So we call it the Joey special. Um, <laughs> no, just, fitting. Yeah. So like there, especially when I was first learning it, I would practice certain combinations like all the time. But um, I, I don't remember the quote exactly, but basically um, when you just practice uh, anything, like, but we'll just say when you practice serving enough, um, you, you can like go, you could stray away from the plan. So like I'll have a com like a combination in my head and I'll be doing it. And then I look at your feet last second and you're jumping, you read it right. 
but then I'll just switch and go left really quick because I've practiced it and done it so many times I could stray away from the plan and still hit something else. But most of the time, especially when I'm on a roll, it is like all combinations and all something I have in my head already. So I think I think it'd be cool to build up from, so you build up from sort of what we talked earlier and build on that, what you just said with the combos in regards to you are obviously always watching your game, always watching how you're serving, always sort of, you know, self-analyzing and looking where to improve. Are you always doing that even to this day, just watching what things can I improve on? When do you get like that moment where you're like, oh, like that's really, that's really good. There's not too, for instance, there's not too many players that do what you do, sort of that we mentioned earlier with like twitchy feet, where you're sort of, you're just in a neutral stance. You have right foot, left foot, you know, shoulder width apart, and you're just moving. Maybe a fake or two is in regards to hitting the serve, but your feet, you're just slowly lifting your feet, but not lifting your foot, just like lifting to you going on your toes. So it looks like you could take a step. And then last minute, you actually do take a step, giving you that additional angle, whether that steps left or right. And just those small like twitches that no one else is doing. And I mean, I think that's the first person I saw doing it was you. I don't know if you got it or saw it from anywhere else, but like, where did that come from? Like, what is the process that you go through when you're analyzing your own serving game? Because obviously it's a lot different now to what it was, you know, when you first started uh, coming out of high school. Yeah. Um, say, I think, sorry, okay. Very distracting me. Wait, one more time, you have the question one more time. I just want to make sure I got it. No worries. So obviously as you've like developed your serve so much and you're always adding things to your game, like there's not many people in the round net scene that are twitching their feet before they serve, as in just lifting, but not lifting their foot, just sort of lifting their feet to look as if they could could take a step and then when you feel you've got maybe a little bit of movement from the serve receiver you're then taking an actual step and then hitting quick i mean that's just like a really like a small detail but very unique to your serving game like what made you come up or think of that particular skill and what process do you go through when you're always sort of adapting your serve because obviously you don't you don't serve the same way you did when you first started playing well for the first question uh it's gonna be a little dorky but like i definitely got it from like boxing and mma like a lot of them they aren't like throwing punches and they're not doing like big fakes. They're doing feints. So they're just like slow, like very little twitchy stuff to get you to jump and to get you to bite and to kind of lull you into like a fake or an actual hit. Um, So that's where I kind of got that from. Okay. And the process when you're sort of looking at your serves, are you constantly just like after a tournament, do you look at your serves and just be like, how could I improve? What was I doing? Because obviously your serving game has changed even a huge amount. I mean, you was a great server last year, but it's, you know, it's moved and evolved a huge amount this year as well. Like what steps do you do? Like how, what process are you going through in regards to seeing and adding small things to your game? Um, I feel like I'm constantly trying to change or not always change, but like, improve my game uh, sometimes it doesn't help but um i think like my ready cut is the big one where like i change it or try to use it or try to do something different so often because i could get it to cut wide but then i play against guys like marino or jack bushart and they find ways to cut it so much wider it feels like and i'm like wow you know i'm always trying to like look at what they're doing or look at what someone else is doing and then trying to mimic it or trying to do something else and the reverses are a little new to my game so those are another things where i'm like always trying to do something different um yeah i i feel like every other tournament i go to i'm trying something new or maybe like coming up with a new combination 
or tweaking a combination. So when you say you're trying something different with, say, a specifically just your righty cut or your vert, are you going into the lab or wherever you put your serves down and um, getting repetition after repetition and trying to position your hand a little bit differently or snap different? Are you just kind of experimenting or are you taking someone else's advice and running with it? Um, usually I'm experimenting, but if it's guys like Marino and Jack, you know, I will ask them. I've, I've asked a lot of pro players for like different serves, especially when I was learning the reverse cut. I uh, I recently deleted them, sadly, but I had, like, videos of, like, every pro player, it seemed, hitting a reverse cut. Like, Rahul, the uh, the wonky sauce boys, uh, Ryder, Gabe, uh, Joe Bondi, and, Will. like, I had so many videos of all these kids doing it and just, like, watching it and watching it. Um, and it helps a little bit, but eventually I kind of realized, like, um, I just have to play the way I play, and that means I just kind of have to keep failing at something until I figure it out. And, yeah, that's how I kind of got that down honestly that's how i got a majority of my game down yeah repetition's the mother of all skill <laughs> yeah <laughs> so when and how when you, we talk about you like grinding and doing these serves is that something that you've always sort of done when since you even first started playing or is that something over the past maybe season or two that you've realized like hey if i want to keep up or if i want to you know keep on sort of getting on podium at these big tournaments that i'm gonna have to put in hours away from you know just tournament play and pick up play um i think a tournament or two right before i got premiere uh, i was grinding a lot like serving almost every day before i went to college um yeah just putting in like 15 minutes to an hour every day of just like hitting the same serves over and over again and they sucked back then but you know it was just like the repetition of doing it um and then once i started to become like a, a top player seen as a top player um i feel like i don't i didn't need to grind as excessively as i did then but i still even to this day like i need to practice pretty often. Yeah. right now i'm taking a little break but um <laughs> i i will I assure you, I will be back in probably, you know, practicing a good 40 or 30 minutes a day, just serving. And then and I'll play like pepper and stuff with my friends throughout the week. And we have actual pickup too. So away from serving, are you doing any other skills when you're grinding or is it primarily serve? Like when, yeah. yeah. Uh, by myself, it's serving. And then, um, yeah, there's this game called pepper, which basically it's you and one other person and you just keep a rally going. Um, I do that with my friend Nate Wilson a lot or Jack Bushart because they live mm -hmm. so close. We try to do it uh, once to twice a week and um a lot of the times what i work on there is like you know you're forced to hit um right back to the person and to set them well enough to hit back to you but i also like to like slam the ball really far and then i have to give them this like really you know like a dime back to the net um it's still not a strong part of my game whatsoever but um just doing that very often throughout the summer has like helped my game improve so much wonky adds the sauce and you got the pepper <laughs> okay <laughs> um i'm thinking i mean this would be a little bit great in the pod like i'm thinking there's anything more in regards evolution of serving we want to talk about or if we want to talk a little bit about world um and your expectation what you're thinking slash hoping slash expecting for um have you i don't know if i spoke to you Thomas, have you been many times outside the U.S.? Nope. I've been to Canada for the first time this year. Um, and I went to Jamaica a couple of years back to see family. But uh, no, other than that, nothing really. Yeah. Okay. When you're going to Worlds, are you just staying for the tournament or are you staying for a little bit after? Um, I'm only staying for the, for the tournament, the five days. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Um, and obviously you're looking forward to that you're playing with will um does it phase you or like does it phase you at all given that the us are expected to to win like quite comfortably the whole event or are you just sort of like you know we're gonna go there compete do our best and then yeah what happens happens uh no i want i want i want to win i know we're expected to win uh i definitely want 
to win. And I think with like, not just Will, but like my team as a whole, USA. Um, yeah, I f- I'm very confident and expect us to win. Um, but honestly, I'm more excited for the individual individuals tournament more than anything. I really want to be a lot of my team USA members. Like they're <laughs> my team for now for like, you know, going to be this week, but they are definitely my enemies and I'm looking forward to play th- playing them. Well, that sounds good. Yeah. That's going to be really exciting as well for everyone who's going and obviously are watching the mixed teams, sorry, the mix, the squad brackets, but then also the individual tournament at the end of the, uh, at the end of the event, I'm pretty sure on the Sunday, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. No, yeah, sorry. I actually don't know. I the, think it's in, right well, the individual. That. Well, the individual tournament is on the Thursday. Sorry, the mix is on the Thursday. The individual tournament is on the Friday where all teams get seeded. Um, And so you will compete with Will and probably are going to compete against other Team USA teams at some point during the day if you get to the final round. Um, And then the squad play on Saturday and then the championship or like final few games quarterfinal semi-final final will likely be on the sunday yeah well i think another thing i'm like really excited about um is honestly just like the amount of, i didn't realize how many other like countries and people will be there like i had no clue until i had rafi over um and in cuba they were showing me some videos of like round at brazil and round at taiwan and i was like i had no clue like i really don't see a lot around that outside of like really yeah america and it was just like I- i'm very pumped to meet these people and to see them play um yeah i think it's gonna be a crazy experience. yeah i mean the whole event just get athletes i mean there's like around 35 countries attending 35 countries they're gonna have 10 male athletes representing them six female i mean that's already like 500 athletes who are yeah. just competing uh mm. not even I mean, given the i mean yeah not even given the spectators people involved staff all that it's gonna be a yeah. lot of people and with that amount of people like the way that they're gonna have to do the tournament like the individual individuals tournament i feel like um I, I i feel like we're not gonna be playing the 21 we're gonna have some smaller games and some quicker games and i think it will lead to some uh some weird upsets potentially for sure yeah i mean like we spoke about when Frey uh come on the podcast who's obviously running and help help us help organizing the whole event there's going to be there could be some upsets because there's be some players and people who will play against a different playing style they've never played before or there'll be a server that they just sort of can't figure out or you know we 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 joke in the u.s that jams are such good serves because everyone went away from a jam and doing cuts and reverses and then people are just really poor serve receiving a jam. Well, in some countries, it, I mean, it's different because maybe you're not expecting a cut or reverse from certain countries. But if there's certain countries that hit, can hit really, really good jam, I mean, you're gonna get gonna get you a few times. Right. And if it's 15 points, and then, you know, yeah. the US players, a lot of them, some of these teams, I don't think these guys have played together before, mm-hmm. um, or haven't played together in a long time. Like Will and I have never played together before. So like, yeah. who's to say, you know, team like that doesn't mesh very well, and then all of a sudden they're getting jammed and some weird stuff happening. And you, you double know. full, yeah, you double full on the first three or four serves each. Right, right, but that won't. <laughs> definitely not, definitely not. Uh, well, well I, I'm pretty sure we'll, we'll, we'll get there. He'll be all right. Oh yeah, that could yeah. be. Um, anything else we want to wrap up and talk about, guys? Um, before we do a bit of an outro, and Thomas, you will be leading the outro, just so you know. Okay, pressure's on, I guess. Yeah, always. <laughs> we always get the guest, getting the guests to do the outro, so you can start thinking about that. Um, and if Gavin, do you have anything else to add? Basically, in the outro, you can just shout yourself out shout out um, anything else you want uh yeah i will say um saturday in goshen i am excited if i can't to play special. There's, oh, oh there's yeah thomas and and joey who that coming named after there's a tournament a this weekend locally for yeah you're gonna have yeah. to show us a video of this joey special so we can so we can see it no that's a trade secret <laughs> no i trade. think i literally just clipped one 
Uh, oh, I think okay. I did it to Ryan Gross uh, to win. to win the series. Man, it's got to be against perfect. Joey. You, no, oh, it gets Joey that. every time. <laughs> uh, but Gavin, we might be having more fun that tournament because that that is on my birthday. So like oh. Joey and I, Joey's just like, yeah, we're just gonna mess around more than anything. But we'll yeah, see. I, I really don't too, mess but, around. Yeah, around. this should be. A- <laughs> oh. well, that, that that's this Saturday, right? You guys have got where yes. is it? Is it a uh, mid mid Midwest? Midwest, yeah. Yeah, yep. at Scotian, Indiana. Nice, peace. Cool. All right, are we ready for an outro? Thomas, you ready? Yeah, yeah. Oh, go whenever you're ready. Okay, well, <laughs> um, this has been that round round up podcast. Um, I could just shout out some things, right? Yeah, go for it. Um. I want to shout out Livonia Roundnet first, um, Switch Hit Roundnet, and Midwest Roundnet. I love the Midwest boys, so I got to shout them out. Um, thank you guys for having me on. And uh, yeah. Oh, I want to call it Spikeball too. Spikeball, give us a tournament next year. Livonia deserves a tournament next year. If you do not give us one, we will take one from someone. You've had Utah has had their tournament on the same day as our Livonia Bang tournament <laughs> the past two years. And three years ago... We had one of the biggest tournaments during a pandemic. So you're going to give us a tournament or Utah, we're going to take one from you. We will take your tournament. We'll take our six best players versus your six best players. And we will take your tournament. Nothing personal, by the way. I like the Utah guys, but you know, it, I will say it's that business. Bang, bang is it's, it's the cultural event. Yeah. You can't take that away from the people. Spikeball is going to give us what, great. you know, they got to give it to the people. Would it, but would bang lose? It's like its whole thing if it's no. a sanctioned event being at, at proper torso no you just give jack bushard a mic he's going to give a rousing speech everyone's going to be fired up just the energy just even at columbus like we hardly had any of our michigan guys there and we had the addy the batty chance going we're all screaming bang you know everyone's getting into it <laughs> i think it would be it would be the cultural event of this summer bang it's different yeah all right shout out, bang. shout out bang spike will give him a tall stop all right and on that note we will end uh, episode 27 here thank you everyone for listening dun, 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 dun.